Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. PI Magazine is the most respected magazine of the professional investigator, featuring stories and articles on current topics, equipment reviews, investigative tips, and practical advice for the professional investigator. Don't miss a single issue of PI Magazine. Subscribe today at PIMagazine.com. Use this show's promotional code for your special discount at PIMagazine.com. Subscribe today. Use promo code Nancy for your special discount. That's promo code Nancy. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on Sirius XM Triumph, Channel 132. Before you head to your local hair salon, think twice. Right now, we are on the trail of a gorgeous young missing mom. Jolene Jensen Cummings has two little boys, hasn't been seen or heard from since she left work at Tangles Beauty Salon. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. And the plot seems to thicken. Joining me right now, Lee Egan, investigative reporter with CrimeOnline.com. Lee, please explain to me why a salon co-worker 
is revealed to have an assumed identity. And right now, police are zeroing in on another hairdresser. What? That is correct, Nancy. And what's going on with Kimberly Kessler, which is her real name, is that she's had 18 different identities over the past since 1994. Now, wait a minute. Clear something up for me, Lee. When you say Kimberly Kessler has had all these various identities, Kimberly Kessler is not the missing lady. The missing woman, the mother of two little boys, is, wow, she's pretty. She's perfect. She works at a salon. Her hair is perfect. Her face is perfect. Everything about her is perfect. Jolene Jensen Cummings is a young mom who disappears. Last time she was seen was at Tangles Beauty Salon, Yuli, Florida. Now, this woman that has all these identities, 18, whoa. Now, that's her co-worker who also works at the salon, right? That's correct. And police say that Kessler has also had numerous different job titles over the years. She was a truck driver at one time, worked in restaurants, um, different hairstylists at different salons, and they think she has something going on, um, or she's using these jobs as a cover. Well, hold on, Lee Egan. Uh, You could say that about me, too. I've been a receptionist at an office, worked at a sandwich shop where I had the, the... awesome task of cleaning the bathrooms and mopping the floors every night. I mean, Dr. Daniel Bober is with me, forensic psychiatrist. Last I looked, having a long series of different jobs is not a felony. So what what does it matter that this woman, this co-worker, has all these jobs, Dr. Bober? You know, it's interesting, Nancy. Um, this is my only job. It's the only thing I really know how to do. But, uh, you know, one of the things... You never did anything else in college. <laughs> Yeah, I worked in a pharmacy. I was a tech. Okay, so, but, uh, I mean, you mean you worked with drugs? Yes, I did. See, I mean, you can make anything look bad if you want to. That, right, that probably doesn't surprise you that I worked with drugs. But, um, Nancy, you know, there's something called the psychopathy checklist, which is actually uh, a measure that we use to measure uh, psychopathy or, or psychopaths. And one of the things they look at are, are job changes, people that have multiple job changes are are known to be unstable and more it's one factor that we look at with people who are psychopaths. Not that I'm saying that this woman is a psychopath, but multiple job changes on someone's resume is usually a red flag, especially if they're for a very short duration. Okay, I'm going to take your word for it because you're the forensic psychiatrist, not me. Guys, FYI, psychiatrist, that means he's got an MD, a medical <laughs> degree, i.e. like your doctor, plus... Uh, an additional degree in psychiatry. Okay, Lee Egan, enough about Dr. Daniel Bober and his pristine work record and his resume. Let's get back to this co-worker with 18 aliases. Now, that's a problem. Uh, Cheryl McCollum, director of the Cold Case Research Institute, you know how much I used to love it? Love, with a capital L, when I would be trying a defendant and when I would introduce him to the jury... Oh, the drama. Cheryl McCollum, a.k.a. also known as Cheryl Green, also known as blah, blah, blah. I'd go through every single alias, and I'd make sure that they were indicted with every single alias on the front of the indictment because I didn't know why, but I knew there was something wrong with that. I mean, technically, like Dr. Daniel Bober has a psychiatric explanation of why that's wrong. Okay. I just knew instinctively it was wrong. And I'm sure the jury did too. Weigh in. Best way to hide. 
You change your name, you change everything about you. People are not going to be able to locate you if your name is different. So this woman has 18 different aliases, but she's also moved from state to state to state. She has jobs where they don't do a deep background check. So you walk in the salon, they pretty much hire you the same day you come in. If they're desperate, they don't know who you are. So this woman literally has been hiding in plain sight. Back to Lee Egan, investigative reporter with CrimeOnline.com. Okay, Lee, sorry about the detour. Pick it up. The thing is, when she had these different jobs, she would change her name each and every time. She never kept the same name. And that's the red flag that the police picked up on. And for some reason, they, there's a, they think there is a reason that she keeps changing her name. She's hiding something. What we know right now is that this gorgeous young mom of two boys, Jolene Jensen Cummings, has disappeared. Last seen at Tangles Hair Salon in Yuli, Florida. Lee Egan, CrimeOnline.com reporter, when was the last time she was seen? She was last seen on May 13th. She was supposed to pick up her children, and she did not show up obviously raised a red flag with all of her family because she is very much a hands-on mother and she spends a lot of time with them. She separated from the, the children's father and she was supposed to meet him at a parking lot to pick them up and she did not show up. To Cheryl McCollum, director of the Cold Case Research Institute, the parking lot. You know, I, I'm right in the middle of writing a nonfiction book about how to stay safe in a world of crime mm-hmm. parking lots are you know we we have to live with them they're a known danger but a parking lot presents a whole unique set of danger explain Nancy there's a lot of coverage for people to hide whether it's under your car beside your car um, or frankly in in your car um, so the parking lot, a lot of times you're distracted, whether you have packages or you're rummaging for your keys or you're trying to maneuver, you know, several children. A lot of times we're not paying attention walking to our car. We feel very safe. So we're just distracted and thinking about other things and somebody can pop up in a, in a moment and brandish a weapon and get us to get into our car with them. You know what's interesting, Cheryl McCollum, everyone with me, director of the Cold Case Research Institute. Cheryl, another thing about parking garages specifically, if the perp knows the victim, that means they know you're coming, you're the person coming back to this particular car. If they know that much, they probably know what time you're coming back to the car. For instance, uh, many, many times, as you will recall, when I was prosecuting, I would go out, uh, take, then it was Polaroid pictures of crime scenes, sure. and do my own investigation. i come back to the courthouse. If it was a regular day, anybody would know what time, generally, I would come back to the car, usually in the dark. When I would get back, so many times, uh, my car would be, had the windows bashed out, I'd have my tire slit. Everybody, if you're looking for a particular person, you know when they're coming back to the Mm -hmm. car. You know how much time you have. Or you know when to be there to lay in wait to ambush them. So that's a whole nother set of danger regarding parking lots, Cheryl McCollum. It is. And Nancy, also with a co-worker, here's the reality. If somebody walks up to you that you work with and say, oh, my word, my car won't start. The battery's dead. Can you give me a ride to Pet Boys or can you give me a ride to the gas station? 
you wouldn't think twice to allow a coworker inside your car to give them a short ride somewhere. Back to Lee Egan, CrimeOnline.com reporter. So once she goes missing and doesn't pick up her children, I think actually it's two boys and a girl. Lee Egan, when she doesn't show up to, to pick them up, you know, after work, does the family hear from her? Do they get a text message, a phone call, anything? Absolutely nothing at all. Radio silence. They've heard nothing from her since that day. You know, I'm taking a look at this right now. Dr. Daniel Bober, forensic psychiatrist, with me, along with investigative reporter Lee Egan and Cold Case Research Institute director Cheryl McCollum. I'm looking at it, and this is just like every strip center you go to. There's, um, you know, where there are four or so anchors with the tall tower. It's like a little village, and then uh, around it are others. Tangles Hair Salon, they're, they're all over the country. On one side is Dick's Wings and Grill. On the other side is Game Over, Video Games, and more. And in the center, the anchor is Tangles Hair Salon, clearly bringing in the most business. You know, in that scenario, Cheryl McCollum, could have been anybody. Uh, I would look at the customers, all not not necessarily women, but I first look at guys. I look at the ex-boyfriend, the ex-husband, if you know if there are any, the current love interest, if there are any. I would look at all of the customers that she had dealt with that day, particularly the men, only because statistically they're more likely to have kidnapped her or harmed her. Then I would look at delivery people. I would look at the people that worked on either side of her, where she went for lunch that day. Did she go to a Jersey Mice? Did she go to a Subway? Did she go to Taco Bell? Who was there? Mm-hmm. Get surveillance video. That's the route I would first take. So what I'm saying in a, in a shopping center like this, Cheryl McCollum, it could be anybody. You cast that net as wide as you can because it absolutely could be anybody. But there's no doubt with an ex, if she's supposed to meet them to exchange the children, you've got to look at that person. So you're going to maybe waste some time, but that's, that's a go-to. That's 101. What about it to Dr. Daniel Bober? I agree, Nancy. I mean, I think you have to absolutely cast a wide net. And like you said, the ex-lovers, I mean, those are more likely to be um, the perp. And you also have to look at things like credit card receipts. I mean, you have to really cover all your bases. After all of this, you know, we, we have to go back to, you know, there's all the technological advances like all of the recording videos, the surveillance cameras that you have in a shopping center or in a store like Tangles, you know, trained on the cash register. But there's also always, have you ever driven? Uh, Alan Duke joining me out of L.A., Jackie Howard here in the studio. Alan, you know, when you drive behind a shopping strip mall or a mall or a Kroger or a whatever, Publix, there's the back entry. There's always an alleyway in the back for deliveries, employees park in the back. That's a lot less noticeable than the overt front parking lot. Anything can go down in that back alley. Yep, and I think these days, though, there are a lot of cameras back there because that's where things do go down, so they watch it. Yeah, they watch it, but the camera doesn't stop the crime. I think we can all agree on that. Luckily, he's right. There are cameras back there. But what I'm saying is throwing that wide net is so important. But off surveillance cameras for just one moment and back to regular detective work, the old-fashioned way, 
Take a listen to this about the ex-boyfriend. Is there any way your son could be involved with her disappearance? My son had nothing to do with that girl's disappearance. You know, he come out here Wednesday. He's been with me all week long. Saturday, when the girl was supposed to be missing, me and him was here at the house all day long. He, my son does plenty of many things, but hurt another woman, killed him. No, my son would never hurt a woman. So you don't think he has, he has anything to do with her disappearance? He couldn't. He was out here with me. How could he, how could he be in Yulee and here at the same time? It raises lots of flags with what just happened. Her tone was, she was more frantic. I think it's because the kids were there. I don't know if they're there for any other fights, but this one, she just seemed more frantic. Listen to Jolene's mother. It motivates me. Actually, just motivates me. It motivates me that the community just loves my daughter and that they care about each other. We're a small knit community, but it's impacted by everybody. I mean, from one parent to another, can you imagine the imaginable? You know, just the smallest closure would be having a home. And that's the hardest part. It's not having a home. Totally, totally believe with all my heart that prayers sustain us. And the community has shown that. I just need my child home. I need that closure. Is there a complete closure? No. There's never such a thing as complete closure. But we need that. How would a parent feel? How would a parent feel? to bring your child home. That's all I asked for. Somebody knows something. Somebody knows something. Let's talk about Jolene, Jen Jolene Jensen Cummings, a young mom of three, goes missing last scene where she's employed at Tangles Hair Salon. Where is she? That was her mother who goes and visits a memorial every single day to refresh it and look at all the cards and the stuffed animals and the flowers, hoping against hope to bring her daughter Jolene home to her three children the only way we're going to do that is to analyze what we know. Her SUV, Jolene's SUV, was found abandoned outside a Home Depot. Surveillance video has just emerged. Listen. We found some camera footage that showed Jolene's vehicle being parked around 1.17 a.m. Sunday morning. The video showed the driver sit there for a few minutes and then get out. We were hoping to see Jolene get out of that vehicle but who do you think it was the tangles hairstylist who was supposedly the last person to see jolene well there you have it to cheryl mccullum with the cold case research institute we can run down every guy that came in the salon every ex-boyfriend that ever had a spat with her 
But the video doesn't lie, Cheryl. What is a co-worker with 18 aliases doing in her SUV at 1 o'clock in the morning? I mean, how can you put an innocent face on that? You can't. And Nancy, the thing that sticks out the most for me is the distance um, from where she was last seen to where her car was found. And Nancy, here's the reality. Where she was last seen at 5 p.m. and where the car was found at Home Depot is two miles apart. That's a 10-minute drop. But that person had eight hours with this victim to do whatever occurred in that car before they ditched it. Eight hours to drive her somewhere, eight hours to harm her, eight hours to hide her, and drive back and ditch that vehicle at 1.17 a.m. You know what? Uh, I was thinking along a different avenue altogether, but saying that, you're absolutely right. You know, when I hear about missing children, I think of... The time they go missing versus the time that they're reported missing versus the time police are mobilized and start looking. And I multiply it times 60 miles an hour. And that's how far away they could have gotten. Mm -hmm. To Lee Egan, these two women, were they on a friendly basis? What do we know about them? Were they working the same shift at when she goes missing? Was there animosity? Did they have an argument that day? And if so, over what? What do we know, Lee? They were not on a friendly basis. They were very, very a lot of animosity between them. For some reason, from what her coworker said is Kessler had a problem with Jolene, but they did not know why. She just refused to help her. She just snubbed her at every chance she got. And it was to the point where it was uncomfortable inside the salon. It, it made things very tense. But I mean, it's tense enough to commit a murder. This, this is what I know about this woman, uh, Kimberly Kessler. She is originally from Butler, Pennsylvania, and she had been using a fake social security number. Now, that's another thing I don't get to Dr. Daniel Bober, a forensic psychiatrist. You know, when I go to, if I write a check at the grocery store, I've got to get, show a credit card. I've got to show an ID. I mean, they look you up and down. You know, I'm surprised I don't take a fingerprint. How does this woman get a hold of a, a fake social security number? You would think, Nancy, that everything would not match up, but... You know, when you go to the store and you present your credit card and your driver's license, you know, you don't necessarily have to present your Social Security number. It would probably only come up under certain instances. And again, if you tried to assume someone else's identity, not all your documentation would be consistent. So it is quite puzzling. Yeah, it's puzzling. All right. This is what else we know. Apparently, as soon as Jolene goes missing, she skedaddles. What do we know about that? Lee Egan, CrimeOnline.com reporter. Where was Kessler ultimately located? Once they see the video we just talked about, where do they find Kessler? They found her sleeping in her own car at a rest area off the interstate. Wait a minute, Lee Egan. There's more to it than that. Just being asleep at a rest stop means nothing to, to, to me. That's not anything even remotely unusual. But what I find very unusual, Lee Egan, is that she has parked her black Kia Soul between two semi-trucks at a rest stop along I-95 in St. John's County to hide it, to hide it. She doesn't want to be spotted. Now, to me, 
that significant. Cheryl McCollum, weigh in. No question. When people go to a rest stop, they usually park as close to the building as they can because they have to go to the restaurant. The semi-trucks, as y'all know, are way off in the distance. So not only is she as far from the building as she can get, she's wedged herself between two semi-trucks so people cannot see her car and or tag. Uh, another thing, we, we know that she was taken in on, what was the initial charge, Lee Egan? Grand Theft Auto. Okay, for using, for having Jolene's SUV without her permission. But then the, the story gets even more bizarre when she stages a hunger strike. Yes, she stages a hunger strike. Okay. Behind bars. Why, Cheryl McCollum, does this woman stage a hunger strike? Two reasons. She thinks she's going to gain sympathy from people. And the second reason is she wants to be moved to a medical ward because it's easier to do time with nurses than in a cell with guards. Guys, we are talking about the disappearance of a gorgeous young mom of three who worked at Tangle's Hair Salon. And as of right now, she still has not been located, but it looks bad. Take a listen to what her mother says. We will. We will win this. I know we will. Justice will be served, and my daughter will be found. It's got to be so frustrating to you, you know, because they're not talking at all, you know, saying anything. It's okay because the truth will come out. She got caught. She got caught. And I met her. My granddaughter met her. That's the hardest part. How can somebody so cold? In the salon here? Yes, yeah. Faith sustains us, and faith will get us through this. Her mother not giving up hope. She's not the only one looking for Jolene. Uh, the entire community has joined together and in the last hours have been out searching, holding on to hope. Friends, family, relatives, volunteers of the missing mom of three were back out searching in the last hours. And their search focused around a racetrack gas station on State Road 200 in Yulee. Interesting, why are they focusing on the area around the racetrack, Lee Egan? I believe that the gas station where she was last seen, um, Kessler was last seen. I think that she went and got a taxi cab from that gas station. Okay, remember, Kessler is the co-worker, not the missing mom, Jolene. Now, again, she has not been charged in any way in Jolene's disappearance. She still is behind bars, however, on Grand Theft Auto. Okay, for using Jolene's car without her permission. I'm looking now at video and a feed of volunteers beating through the thick Florida brush. I, I don't even see how they can get through it looking for Jolene. Now, according to the sheriff's office, in the meantime, this woman, Kimberly Kessler, starts a hunger strike. Now, <laughs> she started the hunger strike after she reads a story about the sheriff, Bill Leeper's announcement that she, 
Kessler had lived in 33 cities in 14 states under at least 17 names, all just since 1996. Now, there was a reason the sheriff did that, Dr. Daniel Bober. There's a reason he put out that information. Why? To, uh, to inform people, to let the public know what's going on. Nancy, I'll tell you why he did it. He did it because she's rented rooms from people. She's had other jobs that we don't know anything about. And quite possibly there are other victims out there, either of identity theft, or much work. Investigators have received dozens of tips from the public through Crime Stoppers. None of them have led them to Jolene Jensen Cummings yet. The reward has now been increased to $4,000 for information leading to an arrest in the case. Let me just give you that number now. 1-866-845-TIPS. 1-866-845-TIPS. Or you can go on to F Frank C cat crimestoppers.com fccrimestoppers.com what a tangled web that has been woven according to sheriff bill leeper investigators have uncovered a lot of evidence connected to the co-worker also known as jennifer seibert for instance what have they collected other than the aliases, Lee Egan? They will not tell us. They may not be telling you, but some of what we have learned is that she also faces a federal charge of possession of a counterfeit passport, Cheryl McCollum. Nancy, again, it could be a situation where some of these jobs require a driver's license or another photo ID or a passport. She could have used that to get jobs. She could have used it because her plan was at some point to flee. Now listen to what her, and I'm talking about Kimberly Kessler's own family says. They say they haven't heard from Seibert, who is Kimberly Kessler, the co-worker, in 14 years that her parents reported her missing July 2004 while they were living in Butler County, Pennsylvania. The sister says, quote, I don't know what's going on. I feel like I don't even know her. She's basically a stranger to me. The sister goes on to say the family is in shock and needs air to breathe. And the whole situation has been difficult. Difficult for them? What about for the missing victim? Now, at some point, we know, and Dr. Bober, you're the psychiatrist. I need you to weigh in on this, that Kimberly Kessler actually assumed the identity of a 13-year-old girl who was killed in a car crash overseas and later buried in Pennsylvania. We've learned that from Nassau County Sheriff Bill Leeper. What? Using a little girl, a dead little girl's name and assuming her identity? Dr. Daniel Bober, that is just rob that's just being a grave robber uh obviously assuming someone's identity you're not trying to hide the person you are you're trying to hide the person you were but assuming the identity of a 13 year old girl uh clearly shows that this person has absolutely no remorse or conscience that will go to any length to conceal their identity to alan duke joining us what are the locations that the records show where cybert has lived the different cities and states it's a very impressive tour of Florida, St. Augustine, St. Augustine Beach, St. Petersburg, Tallahassee, then into Kansas, Mission Overland Park, Shawnee Mission, Kansas. She went to Minnesota and Rochester, 
And one of my favorite cities, Nashville, Tennessee. You know, also, we've learned that she had a license with the state of Florida to be a cosmetologist. And that was registered to Tampa, which I don't think was on your list, Alan Duke. Now, we're trying to get records on her from the FBI, the DOJ, and the Pennsylvania State Police. Apparently, the FBI is building its own case against her and sending help to Nassau County detectives. But still, we don't know where is Jolene. But we fear the worst. Listen. Thank you for keeping her name out there. But I also ask that you give us some privacy. It's been a very difficult time. The majority of you have been very cordial and very helpful. Thank you. As we grow, as we draw close to day nine, that I reported my daughter missing. Sunday was a special day, not only for Mother's Day, but it was her birthday. She was born on Mother's Day. God gave me this special blessing after my firstborn infant son, Richard, was buried. We are all heartbroken. Jolene's three children, her stepdad, her sisters, her brother, several aunts, uncles, cousins, myself, and all the extended family and friends. I want to sincerely thank Sheriff Bill Lieber and Director Henderson and the rest of the staff of the CID unit and Donna Thurston and members of NCSO who have been working night and day to bring my daughter home, who unfortunately still has not been located. My daughter was a loving mother to her children. Her children were her life. I need you, the news, the public, to help assist the law enforcement agencies to be their ears, to be their eyes. Someone out there, someone out there knows something. I beg you, I beg you as a mother to please keep coming forward with any information that you have, no matter how small. Help with any possible leads that can help locate my daughter for her, my three grandchildren who miss her so much. We want closure. I just can't imagine to Cheryl McCollum the hatred, the bitterness, the drama within that tangled hair salon that leads to sheriffs believing Jolene, the mother of three little children, is dead. Over what could it possibly be? There's no telling, Nancy. It could be something that totally came from the suspect in this case that she envisioned or dreamed up or was her own madness. But whatever was in that SUV was clear enough to law enforcement that her mom has accepted it. If you listen to the press conference, her mama says she was a loving mother. She was. She refers to her in past tense which tells me her mother has accepted that she's no longer alive. Another disturbing fact, Cheryl McCollum, is the physical evidence. What is it? 
if you look at her mugshot, she clearly has a scratch on her face. And law enforcement has said the suspect in this case also has scratches on her hands, which to me are indicative of Jolene literally fighting for her life. You know, let's just think about this one moment. Uh, Lee Egan, Daniel, Dr. Daniel Bober, and Cheryl McCollum, last seen in the hair salon, okay? Did she ever make it out of the hair salon? Was she killed or kidnapped in her SUV? Somehow, the co-worker, Seibert, Kimberly Kessler, ended up in her SUV, so... Analyzing what we know, where do you think the primary crime scene is, Cheryl McCollum? The victim's SUV. Explain. I believe whatever's in that car, law enforcement had enough to believe she's no longer living, which tells me there was enough blood in it, um, some type of restraint, maybe scissors from the hair salon. There's something in there that not only did law enforcement accept Jolene's not alive anymore, so did her family. As far as Kimberly Kessler, a.k.a. Jennifer Seibert, in the last hours, she has called off her hunger strike, and she's eating again. She is the prime suspect in the disappearance of a female co-worker, Nassau County mother Jolene Cummings. Now, why is she suddenly eating again? Not that I care whether she's eating Lee Egan, but does it have anything to do with the d- finding Jolene? I don't think so. She just decided she wanted to eat again. It could be because they moved her to a different jail that she didn't want to be in. They moved her over to Duval County Jail. Once she started eating again, they moved her back to Nassau County. I can't confirm that. That's really just a guess. But- I think what you just said in a very, very circuitous way is that she agreed to start eating again if they would move her. Is that what you're getting, Cheryl? No, they moved her back after she started eating. So once she were on the hunger strike, that was... I know, but I mean, as part of a deal, you start eating, we'll move you back. It could be. It could be. But I think she got hungry. I don't think it's any more complicated than that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Every time I've ever had somebody claim they were having a hunger strike behind bars... I found out they were secretly getting crackers and uh, whatever they could from, you know. Yeah, yeah. They were totally eating the whole time. They never lost a pound. Here we go with another failed hunger strike. To hay with her and her hunger strike and sneaking crackers or whatever she's doing. All I care about is finding Jolene. Listen to her mother begging for your help. Somebody knows something. Somebody knows something got a business that's right next door. I mean, they close at 10, and probably cleanup is probably done by 11. Somebody's seen something. Somebody knows something. It's the right thing is just to come forward to bring closure. Did you know about a recent law that could leave your personal data exposed online for anybody to find? If you've turned on the news lately, you know the internet has created a dangerous new world. Data breaches expose private information. There's a new cybersecurity threat every other day, and criminals can sell the identity of you and your family on the dark web. It's time you take the power back 
by using a new website called Truthfinder. Truthfinder allows you to find out exactly what information exists about you online. Have you gotten a speeding ticket, received a lien from the IRS, forgotten about an embarrassing social media profile? Truthfinder searches through millions of public records, puts all that data together in one easy-to-read report. Members get unlimited searches, so you can also look up those close to you and make sure they're not hiding something from their past. You also get free dark web monitoring to make Truthfinder the ultimate tool in identity protection. If your personal info appears for sale on the dark web, you'll be the first to know. Visit truthfinder.com slash nancy. Enter your own name. Get started. An amber alert. An urgent amber alert now issued for a one-year-old little boy after his mother, his mommy's remains are found buried in a plastic bag on an upstate New York farm. But where is Higgy? Little Higgy, 14-month-old Owen Hidalgo Calderon is missing out to john limley crimestories.com investigative reporter john what can you tell me nancy the relatives of selena hildalgo calderon and that 14 month old son owen called police to say that they had not seen either one of them in quite some time and they were very worried as you can imagine also missing was selena's boyfriend Edward Reyes. Uh, The couple had been living together in Sotus, New York, about midway between Rochester and Syracuse, working on an apple orchard. Uh, Families were left scratching their heads. They couldn't figure out what might have happened. Guys, we were talking about a missing little boy, just 14 months old. Owen Hidalgo Calderon, Higgy, is missing his mother, a beautiful young lady, Selena Calderon, has been found dead, her body buried near an apple orchard in Sotus, New York, near where she worked. What do we know? Police in western New York searching for a 14-month-old boy following the discovery of his mom's remains. And if you could see him, he is absolutely gorgeous. An Amber Alert now issued for Higgy. Two days after his mother Selena's body is found, she was in a plastic bag in the woods behind a Sotus apple orchard. Cheryl McCollum with the Cold Case Research Institute, that's got to be a treasure trove of 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 evidence. A plastic bag? Are you kidding me? It's got to be covered in DNA and fingerprints. Oh, it's the money tree for law enforcement, Nancy. But, you know, sadly, the child was not with her. So that might tell them they were killed separately at different times and the child could be somewhere completely different, not even in the woods. Or the child could be alive and sold or given away or dumped somewhere. Uh, Selena's body badly decomposed and hidden between logs in the earth. The medical examiner, as a matter of fact, says that the body was in such bad shape, they're still trying to determine a cause of death on the mother, Selena Calderon. But without the baby being right there, baby Higgy, where does that leave us? They were last seen on a farm. Owen was absent at daycare the following two days. Higgy was then reported missing that Sunday by Selena's mom, 
who had not heard from her in three days, which is highly, highly unusual. The Amber Alert states Higgy is 14 months old, a boy, brown hair, brown eyes, just two feet tall, weighing 30 pounds. He is just a tiny, tiny baby boy. Listen to what police are saying. Um, I want people try to apply the presumption of innocence uh, for this matter, even though it's very emotional uh, for everyone involved. The one, the one qualifier that we didn't meet, we can't confirm that this is an abduction. And we'll continue to run two parallel investigations, the search for Owen and also our criminal investigation on the homicide of Selena. If you are a victim, we're going to work hard to protect you, to bring justice to you. And if you are a perpetrator, we're going to hunt you down. Let's first look at the boyfriend, um, Everardo Race, 25. Now, what can you tell me about surveillance video of him. I'm talking about Evardo. This is while that search for the mother and child was underway. Uh, officers out of the blue get a tip from a landowner uh, near the orchard where uh, Calderon Reyes uh, were working. Uh, Edward Reyes was caught on a hunter's trail camera going in and out of the woods near that orchard with a shovel. Okay, well, that can't be good, Cheryl McCollum, but still, I don't know where the baby is. Correct. Nancy, they've got a parallel investigation going on because, again, it appears that you've got two different crimes, the mother obviously being murdered and buried, but then the child, and to your point, whether the child's been sold or given away or harmed and put somewhere else, they're running a parallel investigation here to track down where the baby is at. If you have information, please contact the Wayne County Sheriff's Office at 315-946-9711. 315-946-9711. This is what police have to say. Reyes stated he removed the deceased body of Selena from the home and buried her in the woods behind the home. Reyes made no statements to the whereabouts of Owen. Here is Selena's mother speaking. He was wonderful to take care of. He was very quiet. When they would bring him or when they would pick him up, she would always refer to him as her prince. And what will they give him to eat? She's very sad. She herself does not. Ella no quiere comer. She doesn't wish to eat because she remembers the baby. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. There's a brand new website causing a lot of trouble for people with something to hide. Have you ever had a bad feeling about somebody? Maybe suspected your partner's cheating? Maybe worried about your online reputation? If you answer yes to any of those questions, you may need Truthfinder. Public records are only recently easily available online. Before websites like Truthfinder, you'd most likely have to visit a courthouse to get that information. Now, it's as simple as entering a name. Truthfinder sifts through millions of public records from all over the country, assembling them into one easy-to-read report. Search the names of somebody you know. 
You could find criminal and arrest records, bankruptcies, contact information, social, dating profiles, financial assets, and a lot more. Why fork out thousands to a private investigator when you can do the job yourself? Everybody you know has something to hide. Now, you can root out the most dangerous people before you become the next victim. It's not just used to bust bad people. Truthfinder helps Americans reunite with friends, family, even people who served with them in the military. It's never been so easy to find the truth. Go to truthfinder.com slash nancy and enter any name to get started. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's Best Hybrid Mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner.